And I'm going to take as my starting point the fact that Padmasambhava, uh, in Tibet, especially among the Nyingma Pas who regard themselves as his uh, followers, is very often referred to as the second Buddha. Hmm? Now that seem, might seem rather extraordinary. Huh? You might be thinking, how could there possibly be a second Buddha? We all know that the first Buddha is Shakyamuni. And he's called the, the first because at a time when the Dharma, that is to say the path to enlightenment, the path to the transcendental state of enlightenment was not known, he opened it up yet again. There had of course been Buddhas in the previous ages of prehistory. There had been Buddhas in previous world periods, eh? but they had come and they had gone. Their teaching had flourished for a while, then it had disappeared and was not known, perhaps for thousands upon thousands of years. That is the tradition. So the Buddha appeared, or an individual, a gifted, a supremely spiritually gifted individual appears at a time when the Dharma, when the path to enlightenment is not known and he rediscovers that path. He opens up that path again to the feet of humanity. And because he is the first, because he shows the way and others follow after him, he is known as the Buddha. This is what Buddha means, technically speaking. It's not just the enlightened one, not just one who has realized nirvana, not one who has reached the highest degree of human perfection, not simply that, but one who has reached it by his own efforts at a time when it was not known and not accessible. And by reaching it, by achieving it, by realizing it himself, makes it possible yet again for other people to follow that same path which he treads and to realize that same supreme state of nirvana or highest human perfection. So this is what we mean by a Buddha. And there cannot therefore be another Buddha until the Dharma has been lost again and has to be rediscovered again. So Padmasambhava came at a time when the Buddha's Dharma was still flourishing. He himself studied that Dharma. He became a monk under that Dharma. He taught that Dharma. So how is it, why is it, that Padmasambhava, by his followers, by his Nyingmapa followers, is called the second Buddha? What does this mean? Well, perhaps we can understand this a little more clearly if we, as it were, change the word Buddha. Hmm? Padmasambhava is the guru. Hmm? And in the life of Padmasambhava, from which you've been reading today, or from which you've been hearing read today, uh, Padmasambhava is very often referred to as the guru. So let's not speak of the first Buddha and the second Buddha. Let's speak of the Buddha and the guru. Hmm? The Buddha being the Buddha in the full sense, Padmasambhava being the guru in the, in the full sense. So you've got the Buddha and you've got the guru. Hmm? When I say guru, I don't mean by guru here, guru in the ordinary sense simply of spiritual teacher. It's much more than that, as you'll see in a minute. Hmm? If we go through the, the life and liberation of, of Papasambhava, this, this big red book, we shall find that there's a, a chapter which speaks of the Buddhas and Gurus appearing at various times, different ages. It says, in such and such age, at such and such period, came such and such Buddha. And just after him, there came, as it were, a second Buddha, 
a guru hmm? of that particular period. So according to the life and liberation of Padmasambhava, you've not only got a Buddha coming in every period, in every age, you've got also, as it were, falling upon his heels quite closely, a guru. So why is this? What does this mean? Hmm? So it's into this that I want to go a little bit this evening. Hmm? Because this is very important for understanding the significance of the life of Padmasambhava, the part which he plays in the Nyingmapa tradition, and the part which he plays, or which that which he symbolizes plays, in this sort of spiritual economy of the cosmos, so to speak, including our own age and our own generation. Hmm?